The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Well, hello and welcome to The Career Confidant and thank you for tuning in today. This is your host for The Career Confidant, Marie Zimanoff, and we're so excited that you've joined us today. As you probably know, we're here to help you get the tools and provide resources that you need to move forward in your career, realizing that America's companies aren't taking care of your career development anymore and we're trying to help you capitalize on that right to see that as an opportunity to grow your own career in the direction that you want to grow it and and really take control of your career direction so each week i provide my experience helping thousands of job seekers across the nation find new work or move up in the positions that they're in to help you do just that, to help you capitalize on your career goals and move forward in the way that you want to move forward. So each week we're sharing that information and, you know, I've talked a couple of times in the last few weeks that we were going to have some guests and that is coming, it is still coming So next week, we will have a guest uh, talking about automated tracking tracking systems, right? Applicant tracking systems, those wonderful technologies that are helping you get or not get through to a hiring manager. And then the week after that, we're finally going to have Gayla Jackson talking about millennials, which I've, I've been talking about here for a while if you've been listening in. So those are still coming today. We're going to talk about doing a stealth job search, right? How can you job search while you're still working? Because as unemployment, especially in my area of the country, our county is down to just over 3% unemployment. Greater Denver metro area is right around 4. So most of you are probably employed but looking for something different or better. And that's a tricky place to be, so we're going to talk about that today. Also give you some job search tips that will be helpful even if you are unemployed. And if you want to take advantage of the opportunity to ask me a question about career change or job search or career advancement, you can call in live at 866-472-5790. Or you're always welcome to email me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, 
at astrategicadvantage.com. So let's talk a little bit about some of the maybe more basic things that are reminders. When you are job seeking and you're working, what are some of the things that you want to make sure you're not doing? So some of the basics here, you want to use your personal email and phone number on your resume. Just in general, for any of you out there, please use an email that is professional, right? It can't have any of those funny innuendos or even I've heard that recruiters aren't fond of ones that, that you can tell our uh, spouses, right? So-and-so at gmail.com. Just don't see that as very professional. I like it if your name is in there, but especially if you're doing that stealth job search, it should be your personal one, not your work email for multiple reasons, right? As a recruiter, I don't love seeing that you're using your work email for those things. And as you as the job seeker, probably not the best idea to be job seeking using your work email, right? So if we're going to have a resume that we have our personal stuff on it, I would recommend and actually recommend this to all job seekers. Don't post your resume anywhere, especially when you're stealth job seeking or or seeking while you're working. It's just not worth it, right? Juice isn't worth the squeeze. Your probability of getting found online by a valid recruiter is quite low. It does happen, but it's quite low. And you're more likely to get found by someone who's going to out you for job seeking, right? So just don't worry about posting your resume online, especially if you are trying to keep your job, right? Keep your job while you're job seeking. No need to post that online. Other things that trip people up that are, are little things here, references, Right, You get to choose who you list as your references, especially if they're asking you to send in a list of three to five references. No need to put current colleagues or current bosses. If you've worked at a long, uh, place for a long time, if you can, choose bosses and or colleagues who aren't with that company anymore. That might be a great option. Or if you trust somebody really, really well at your current company, go ahead and use them, but just know that you don't have to. You don't have to use current colleagues, bosses, customers as your references. There are other places you can draw those from, even if you're trying to stay in the professional, right? Former colleagues who might not work at the company anymore, former bosses who might not work at the company anymore, and obviously colleagues and bosses at past companies, same thing applies if you're filling out applications, right? You have to fill in the, the wonderful blanks on an application. Can we contact your former employer? You always want to mark yes to that. And it's a little bit of a weird thing, but I don't want you to mark no because it's assumed if you mark no that there's an issue there, right? In fact, that no might get you kicked out of an applicant tracking system. So you're marking yes, and then where the phone number is supposed to be or the email is supposed to be, you might write in there, you know, 99999 conducting 
stealth search or conducting search while employed. Something that answers that question, but be careful of checking that can we contact your employer box with a no because it might kick you out of the system. And most applications today aren't requiring that because they are asking for references, which makes it easier for you, especially if you're seeking while you're employed. So big kind of maybe duh moment here, but do your job search from home, right? All of these stereotypical traditional job search activities, do them from home. If you're going to interview, if you can do it at home, either before work or after work, that's going to be best for you, right? If you have to take off the middle of the day and tell people you're going to the doctor or something, there's always that chance that you'll get caught in that lie. So doing something that can be at the end of the day or beginning of the day from home, great. If you do it at lunch, don't do it in your car, right? If there's any other place that you can find where you can have that peace and quiet, but preferably not at your workplace. So just knowing your environment, knowing what's there, and, and doing as much of this at home as you can. All the stuff on the computer, right? Don't know you need to use that work computer to do those things. And on the phone at home. Interviewing might be a little bit challenging to schedule that before or after. And, you know, if the recruiter really thinks that, that you're worth interviewing, they should be able to work with you to find a time. You don't want to be overly hard to schedule and do something that works for you and your work so that you can conduct your search and, and still keep your job, right? So some some things to think about if you're if you're currently working and and you want to do this search is that the time is limited, right? Your time at home when you get home from work is limited. More businesses are expecting more time out of you. And so we're going to talk about some ways that you can job search while you work kind of counter to what I just said, but it's not job seeking in that traditional way. We're not talking about, you know, applying to positions online. We're not what you should be doing at home. We're not talking about posting your resume. That's not very helpful anyways. You know, we're not going to talk necessarily about the the resume itself. Of course, you want to make sure that that has the, the home information on it. But before we go into that, a few other things. So some people will recommend, you know, putting the or taking the company name off of your resume. And if you're job seeking while you're employed, I would just prefer that that resume isn't going to anyone. You don't know where it's going or trust where it's going rather than taking off the company name. If you feel like it's necessary, you can do it, right, instead of listing New Belgium Brewery, you could put brewery that has this many gallons or this many employees. You do that description instead of the name, and that can work. But I would prefer that, again, you're not posting that resume online. And if you're sending it to recruiters, those recruiters are people that you already have a relationship with or you talk to them before you send them anything and you understand that they're doing things in your best interest and that they don't work for your current company, building those relationships before that document is sent, I think is key because even the changing the 
name of a company to a description probably isn't going to protect you if that person wants to harm you, right? So building those relationships, knowing where you're sending it, you know, if you're if you're job seeking while you're working, you probably want to be really careful of jobs posted on Monster Career Builder, Indeed, or Craigslist that don't have a company name. If you're job seeking while you're employed, you may not want to apply to positions that don't tell you the company name. It's just, is it worth it? Right? Is that worth it to you to have that? as a possibility, right, that you might submit your resume to this company that you don't know the company name and, whoops, it happens to go to your current HR person. Probably not worth it. So one other activity that you might be doing at home, and you could probably get away with a little bit of this at the office too, is staying up on business and industry news Right? Are you reading the local business paper to see what companies are doing, to see what's going on in the in the community? Are you same thing with your industry? Right? Are you paying attention to what's going on in the industry with your competitors? All of those things you can do at home, and that's part of your research. And you might be able to get away with a little in the workplace, depending on what your position is just to have that knowledge, right? To have that bigger picture knowledge of what's going on in your industry can be very helpful to you in your search and obviously applicable to you in your current position. And that's the sweet spot that we're going to focus on for the rest of the show is the things that you can be doing within the context of your current position that can also be helping your job search, Right, They're not two totally separate activities. And in fact, the things that are within the context of your position that you can be doing for your search will probably be more powerful than all these other things we just talked about, Right, applying to positions online, even the possibility of working with recruiters. All of those pieces of your search are important and they have to be done at home. And there may be a third of your search, right? So we're going to talk about the other two-thirds of your search that can be done in the context of where you are now, saving you both time and helping to maybe not speed your search, although it will make it faster, but definitely help you get where you really want to go. So we'll be back in just a few minutes, and we're going to keep talking about this stealth job search and the things that you could be doing within the context of your current job that will help you in your search. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
Bob Pritchard has over 30 years of experience as a straight-talking business consultant and author working with some of the top Fortune 500 companies. Now he's come to the Voice America Business Channel to help you and your business. Tune in to the Bob Pritchard Radio Show for information about starting and successfully running a profitable business. From the movers and shakers to great marketing screw-ups, you can't afford to miss a single edition of the Bob Pritchard Radio Show, Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about stealth job search writes job seeking while you're employed, which has become probably the majority of job seekers, right? Most people, not all, but most are employed doing something, but looking for something better. And you may not want and and probably don't want that current employer to know that you're looking. So how do you do that? Right? How do you avoid that? We've talked about some of the basics, right? All the things you should be doing from home. Online job applications, job seeking, interviewing, home email on your resume, home mobile phone on your resume, right? And sending that resume to people that you know where it's going and that you trust. So not posting it online, not doing some of those things, and just really communicating it to the people that that you've already talked to, pre-screen those recruiters, talk to them before you send it. And if you can't tell what the company is on an online job board, probably not worth it, right? So that's great. And that, again, is maybe 25 to 30% of your search, depending on the level of position that you're targeting. The rest of your search is stuff that you can do where you are and actually leveraging your current employment is going to help you more than pretending like you're not employed anyways. So let's talk a little bit about what you can do at work. So networking, people talk about networking, right? We talk about building relationships. We talk about all these, how to network. But networking is best done when you're employed anyway, right? Networking is easiest when you're employed, And so kind of pretending that you're not employed and going around and trying to network for this new job probably isn't going to help you that much anyways, right? It's going to take a long time. All of the things that we talk about when we talk about networking for job search when you're unemployed, and that's very good and very important thing to do, and it takes a long time, right? And even in that context, I talk mostly about using your current network, not trying to go build a new one. Well, all of you that are employed are going, I can't use my current network, right? I don't want my current network to know that I'm looking. Well, let's change our way of thinking around how we might be 
using or connecting with that current network. Because that current network, you don't need to be telling them that you're looking, right? That that could be definitely detrimental. However, that doesn't mean that you can't network with them. So here's a, a client that I've been working with, and she just got a job, but it's in a geography that she wanted to leave, right? So a new job, but was looking to move, looking to not be in that specific area anymore. And so she came in and she said, you know, I I got this new job and it's it's great to step in the right direction, but it's not where I live, right? It's not where I want to live. It's not where I just moved to. And so we went through this process of figuring out, okay, how can we use your current position to make relationships with people who might be, one, beneficial to where you are now, right? That's number one, is that they can help you be good at your job now. And two, might have some kind of a bridge to where you want to be, right? Have some bridge to the geography you want to work in. So those organizations, right, we went through all of the organizations where she could build relationships now that might help her get to where she wants to be in the future. It's a long-term process, right? It's not a quick-fix thing. And your career isn't a quick-fix thing, right? You're not going to magically be where you want to be. And guess what? When you get where you think you want to be, you'll have new goals by then anyways. So it's okay for it to be a process, And so how can you network and build good relationships with the people where you already are in the context of your current job, but thinking about and being mindful of how they might help you move in the future? Customers, vendors, even current team members, right? Who do you need to be building a little bit deeper relationships with to be able to move where you want to move. Who's in your industry, right? And this is a great thing when you're when you're working because guess what? Your company might even pay for it to go to some of those industry conferences. Meet your vendors face to face, meet your customers face to face. Yes, they may not be hiring now and you may not want to tell them that you're looking now. But if you have those relationships, when they are looking for somebody or when they know your competitor is looking for somebody or when they know of something cool that might be coming up somewhere else, you're more likely to hear about it. And then you can decide. And, and actually, then you might have the relationship with that person where you feel comfortable sharing, hey, yeah, that sounds like something I might be interested in. You know, would you be willing to connect me? Or guess what? It might be the hiring manager that is connecting with you because you've built that relationship. So it's actually the perfect opportunity for you when you're currently employed. It's just not a quick fix. It's looking around, thinking about what connections you need to make. And you might say, oh, that's it's hollow, it's shallow. Well, if it is, it's not going to work. If you are shallow about it, it won't work. So it's got to be about building a real connection with these people And there's real reason to do it, right? You're in the same industry. You're in the same company. 
it's not hollow. It's just strategic. Right? It's thinking about what, where do you need to build relationships so that you can move in the direction you want to move. And at those conferences, right, if you attend events, you're representing your company. You're representing them well. You're, you are working. You're not job seeking. And guess what? That's actually going to take a lot of the pressure off of the situation for you. It's going to take a lot of pressure off of the situation for the other person. And it gives you more time to build that relationship because you're not focused on an immediate fix. You're not focused on an immediate job. You're actually being seen as being good where you are, being a key player where you are, and that's going to help you move forward. Again, just thinking about it a little bit bigger picture, a little bit longer term. And in that arena, you know, if you have the opportunity to work with recruiters, because you're using them to hire your own team members. If a recruiter reaches out to you and says, hey, are you interested in this and you're not? Help them, right? Network with them. Start building that relationship with them. To ignore it or to say, you know, why'd you contact me or whatever might be your first response, burns a bridge, right? A bridge that you might want later, especially if that recruiter works in your industry and at your level. If not, I would still recommend that you be cordial and and responsive because that recruiter world is quite small and they talk to each other. And that recruiter that you just blew off might move into a company that does place people that you want to be, right? Does place people like you and just a bad bridge to burn. So that networking piece within your industry, within your company, is key to anybody's job search. But while you're employed, you have this awesome opportunity to to do that. And if you're trying to get out of your industry, then figure out some way to tie it in, right? Figure out that connection point for how you can network where you want to be in the context of where you are. It's that ability to do that is going to help you make the transition while you're employed. And there's usually some kind of connection, right? We can find a way to make that, make that step. It may not be a direct line, but make a step in the right direction from where you are to where you want to be through a network that makes sense to both of those places so that your current company is not saying, whoa, you know, why why is John going in to these conferences that doesn't make any sense? That will probably tip off some hats and 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 you'll be sitting there bald with that idea that you're job seeking being exposed to everyone, which is obviously not what you're looking for. So find the connection, network in a way that makes sense, represent your company, represent your current employer while you're doing that and making the connections that could help you move in the direction you want to move. Of course, all of this requires that you know where you want to go and, and that research, again, that we talked about at the beginning of the show can be done before you start your networking, can be done at home, 
And obviously, within the context of your position, you can be doing some of that research. Who do you need to connect with and making some of those connections? So that part of networking, doing it within the context of your business may be a little bit easier than social networking, right? LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, whatever you might be doing on your social media also needs to be done within the context of your current position if you want to keep that job, right? Posting on LinkedIn in your summary, I just saw this in someone's summary, right? I'm looking for opportunities and this, this, and that while they're currently employed. Probably not going to go over well, maybe hurting you in your current efforts to get a raise where you are, whatever it might be that you're trying to accomplish where you already are, my guess is that somebody is seeing that on your LinkedIn profile. They know you're not invested. They know that that's not where you want to be, and it is hurting you where you are. So we don't have to do that. We're going to talk about some of the ways that that we can handle that differently. But social media in general is a challenge because it's so public, right? It's out there. People can find things. They can search things. And so we're going to talk a little bit in this in this next segment about how to handle the stealth job search on social media specifically and what you might want to be doing there that kind of mirrors what we just talked about in terms of networking in the context of your current position, but with some of the detailed information that you need to do that on social media. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to talk about the stealth job search on social media. Always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace, Every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You 
are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. This is your host, Marie Zimanoff, and we are talking about stealth job search, right? So we've been talking about some of the things that you want to be doing at home, any any online applications, any of that stuff you want to be doing at home. And then we talked a little bit about the things that you can be doing at work that help you in your job search actually can leverage the fact that you're employed, leverage that network that you have at work, just thinking about it differently, right? Making connections, building relationships. Don't have to talk about the fact that you're looking. It's just making those relationships so that you can use them when it makes sense and so that you're informed of things that might be of interest, and, and might even meet the hiring managers for things that would be of interest if you're engaged in your business, engaged with your customers and vendors, going to industry conferences, really building those relationships for the sake of where you are and to be better where you are, right? To build a name for yourself where you are. That's what this is all about. So I'm going to take a little bit here and talk about online networking, right? Social networking while you're job seeking. And we talked about this a little bit a couple of weeks ago when Jared Reddick was here and, and he was talking about LinkedIn profiles and and working with recruiters. And, and I talked a little bit about this last week when I went through creating your LinkedIn profile or making sure your LinkedIn profile is up to date and, and looking good, right? 100%. And one of the things that gets people in trouble is what do you do on LinkedIn with, and we'll start with your profile. Can I mess with my profile? Can I put stuff in there? Will people know that I'm looking if I change my profile? Here's great advice, and this comes from an article by Susan Joyce, and she talks about do do the research, Right? What are other people in your company doing? Are other people in your company working on their LinkedIn profiles? Are other people in your company on LinkedIn? Are they active in LinkedIn? If so, then it's probably going to work for you to go on there and work on your profile. Right? Lots of companies want people to be more active on LinkedIn. They want people to have good profiles. It helps their companies. It helps sell, it helps get chosen as a vendor, right? There's a lot of different reasons to be on LinkedIn besides job search. And you'll be able to see if that's true of the culture of your company if you get on there and look, right? And there's some privacy things that you can do before you do that, right? You can shut off what people see when you look at their profile. You can shut off what people see when you make updates. All of those things you can you can do. But let's start with what's everybody else in your company doing? Do you have a social media usage policy? And 
then you've got this thing of, all right, but now I'm going to start doing it, and how do I not make it obvious? Same thing as we talked about with some of the face-to-face networking stuff. Do it in the context of where you are. Your summary can be written in the context of where you are while still highlighting this stuff that's you, right? That's still highlighting the skills you want to use. That's highlighting your strengths, highlighting your philosophies within the context of where you are, your accomplishments. All of those things can be done without pulling it out of where you are. And if you're currently employed, especially, you know, in, in a higher level position, this is key, right? It's it's key to your success, to being able to demonstrate what you want everybody else to see about you within the context of where you are. And a lot of that's just language, right? And knowing where you're you're going and being able to weave that together with where you are. And you can do it slowly, right? And change your profile. And then you might add in a little bit here, a little bit there. And you start participating in a regular way now that makes sense for where you are, right? Participate in things that make sense within your industry, Participate in groups that that other people are already participating in within your company, within your industry, within your, you know, your customer base, your client base. Those are all opportunities for you to be active there without it showing that you're looking. And obviously, you don't want to do any of the obvious things that you're seeking a new position or turn on that little job seeker you know, there's no reason to say you're job seeking and have the little briefcase show up by your name. doesn't help you anyway. No reason to turn that on, right? And you can be looking at what's going on in other people's worlds. Now, some things to be mindful of. If you join a group, LinkedIn is going to announce that. There's no way to shut off that announcement, so be careful about what groups you're joining, right? And and there might be groups that you want to go and, and look at but not join. All of those people, all of those other things that you can be doing without announcing those things. It's going to announce when you connect with somebody new. And there's not really much you can do about that unless you shut everything down, which then minimizes the impact of being there. So connect with people that make sense. Be careful of connecting with recruiters, again, unless it can be in a context of your current job. Be careful of those connections because they will get announced. You can't stop that. So when you're, and that's all LinkedIn-based, right? Same types of things apply to if you're on Twitter. Be careful of retweeting too much stuff that's not related, right? And there's really no reason to do that anyways. So just be active on Twitter within your current position. And that visibility will help you in so many ways, right? Being able to just be visible on LinkedIn because you're active within your current role, you're participating in groups, you're just being that subject matter expert. And you're doing it on these social mediums. That doing that can really help you build 
your online presence in a way that you want it to, right? That's your control is long periods of time, consistent activity in line with your brand, in line with your current position are going to build a strong picture of you as a leader and contributor in your industry, which is much more likely to get you found by someone like Jared Reddick, who we talked to a few weeks ago, who used to be a retained recruiter, right? Or Wayne Mitchell, who we talked to a few weeks ago, who is also a recruiter. You're going to build your your search engine strength. You're going to build some of those things by participating and growing your connections. You just have to be careful and do it in a way that makes sense to your current context. Do it in line with your company's current social media policies and slow and steady, right? So that it's not all of a sudden it's a it's a big splash that you're making, right? We don't want to make a splash. And I'd be careful to applying the things on LinkedIn, all of those pieces that we talked about at the very beginning, right? All of that online job search stuff, do it at home. You don't have to do it through LinkedIn for most of the types of positions and companies. So you can see it's posted on LinkedIn. Go through that company website to submit your application so that there's no chance of anything popping up, popping up on LinkedIn that you did that, right? That you submitted that, that application. But the activity and actually being employed and, and building your profile, speaking to that employment instead of some kind of future desire actually will help you. It will help you get recruited It will help you get more connections because you're not job seeking. And that's kind of the double edged sword, right, of job search is that you're much more likely to be attractive and for people to see some kind of mutual benefit when you're employed. I don't like it. I don't think it should be the way it is. And it is the way it is, right? Recruiters want people who are employed. It's easier to build relationships when you're employed. So use that to your benefit here on LinkedIn. The other thing that we're going to talk about here just a little bit when we get back from our last break here is this opportunity while you're employed to really build your visibility as a subject matter expert. Subject matter expert is like this ridiculously overly used term right now. It's all the rage, right? What's your specialty? What are you what do you specialize in? This is your chance while you're working to build that as credible sub- subject matter expert as, as ever it will be, right? While you're employed, building that reputation as a credible subject matter expert is probably the number one thing you can do to help your job search. And it's a long-term thing. It may be counterintuitive, but it's the opportunity that you have while you're employed, and we're talking about it here a little bit on LinkedIn, right? Participating in the groups, sharing. You're also staying up on what's going on. You're seeing what's going on with your competitors, with your customers, almost like that research piece. But instead of it being a passive sit back and read it, you're interactive building relationships within it. And, and that's really the awesome part of LinkedIn 
as a tool for your career if you use it that way. And you can use it while you're employed. We just need to make sure it's in line with what other people in your company are doing and that it's focused around your current employment. And so we'll talk about that a little bit more when we get back. We're going to give you some ideas on how to get seen as that subject matter expert and to to build your profile as a subject matter expert in that area that you want to move into. And so again, you're, you're building that bridge between where you are and where you want to be and finding a step in between if it's, if there are a step or two in between finding that so that you can make those connections and build your road as a subject matter expert in the right direction. So we'll be back in just a few minutes and we're going to keep talking about using these resources in your stealth job search. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Workplaces are only as strong as their teams. Teams are only as strong as their individual members. Are you seeking a better way to take your business to a higher level? We're here to help. Listen for Leading with Social Emotional Intelligence, Building Trust Through Intentionality and Vulnerability with host Glenn Harris. Together, we'll explore the five key behaviors of a cohesive team and other concepts designed to keep your team working smarter. Tune in every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. It's a sad fact that fraud is rampant in today's business environment. The headlines scream about once prestigious organizations falling victim to or crumbling due to the consequences of fraud. How do you keep fraud from affecting you and your business? Tune in to Fraud Talk with host Chris Marquet. Chris has over 30 years of fraud investigation experience, business intelligence, and is a renowned security consultant. Chris and his guests will inform you and help keep you from being the next statistic of fraud. Tune in Mondays at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we are talking about the stealth job search, right? How to 
conduct that job search while you're working without getting fired. And we've talked a little bit about all of the stuff you should be doing at home, right? All the online application stuff, everything in your resume points to home, home phone, home email, using your home computer to do all of that stuff. And that's about 25 to 30% of your search. The other part of your search is networking, networking at work, networking in your industry, building those relationships. You don't have to talk about work, right? And, and in fact, as Rosa Vargas points out, link, loose lips sink ships. I love that. You don't need to be telling people that you're looking. And in fact, I would stay away from telling people you're looking on Facebook, on any of those pieces, right, that, that can get out there. And you're holding those clo- cards closer to your vest. You're building relationships and you're clear with any application you send, you know where it's going. You know the recruiters. You know the, the sites where you're sending it in. All of that is within your knowledge before you send that document out, before it goes out there into the wild world, right? And you don't know where it's going. So then we talked a little bit about this networking piece and online, especially LinkedIn, building your visibility as an expert in where you want to go. So just a a short story here as we close. I'm working with a higher level executive who's been in charge of technical vertical, right? Been in charge of a technical division. Would like to take a step up either to a larger oversight of that technical vertical within a bigger company and or take a step up to more general operations oversight within a small company. That transition while you're working can be tricky. And so it's all about building the bridge, right? How can this client, let's call him Josh just to make it easier. So how can Josh build his current work record to show his future capabilities in this bigger role. And a lot of it's about language, right? So instead of talking where he is and just telling the stories like he's always told them, it's about bringing them up to the level where he wants to be. We're not talking about exaggerating or lying at all. We're talking about language, So instead of just talking about developing the technical teams, leading these technical projects, we're going to bring it up a level, right? When has he been involved at the higher operations points? When has he been involved with executive team decisions? When has he been involved in those conversations and projects? And that's where the focus becomes because it is there, and if it's not there, then you got to find out the intermediate step where you do have it, right? But for him, it is that next step. So he's got some of that stuff. And it's simply using the right language and focusing on where you want to go instead of where you've been so that you can go where you want to go. And that language can still be talked about in the context of where you are, promoting the company where you are. So that it's not seen as, oh, he's job seeking, right? 
but that it's, wow, this is a great portrayal of our company and these great technical things that we've done, and yet it's promoting him at at the level that he wants to be. Obviously, that's a tightrope to what? Because we don't want anybody to see that and say, oh, he's putting it bigger than he is, right? That's not, not going to work. So we have to be able to do it within the context of where you are, with some of the language of where you want to go. And there are so many things that you can do today to build that subject matter expertise within the context of where you are, right? So he actually wrote a white paper that connected his technical vertical to bigger operations issues. Awesome. Perfect. Exactly. Right? Building that bridge and writing a white paper about it, something that that you can put on his LinkedIn website or LinkedIn profile, things that he can do that show he's got that subject matter expertise. Other things that you can do, right, start a blog. It can be something that, again, is in context of where you are, but shows that subject matter expertise. Maybe the blog is something that you involve the industry in, or it's on your industry, on your industry um, professional development website, something that connects you to where you are and where you want to be and builds your reputation as that subject matter expertise. Obviously, also speaking at conferences, writing papers for conferences, any of those pieces that happen in your industry are great opportunities to show your subject matter expertise, getting quoted in industry journals. Any opportunity that you have to get out there, one, promoting your company, first and foremost, and then two, demonstrating your subject matter expertise. That is going to get you found by the people you want to be found by for all the good reasons. And probably help you get looked at to move up where you are should that be of interest as well and the love how those two things go hand in hand move up move out really they require the same efforts on your part in that 60 percent of your search is really just being better where you are being a star where you are so that you get found for the things you want to do. means you got to be a star for the things that you want to be seen for, right? That you want to keep doing. And it gives you the opportunity to do that within the current context of where you are. So, if you're stealth job seeking, hopefully we gave you some good ideas of things that you, that you should be doing at home, things you could be doing at work to network, ways you could be using LinkedIn to make sure that you're building your online presence in a steady way without raising any red flags, and and for becoming that subject matter expert, creating some content that you might be able to post on LinkedIn, answering questions, commenting on other people's posts on LinkedIn to really build your visibility as a subject matter expert. 
So we are back next week talking with Cheryl Minnick, Dr. Cheryl Minnick from the University of Montana about applicant tracking systems. So if you're in the current job search and you're doing some of that online job search from home, she will help us wander through that big mess that is applicant tracking systems to figure out how you can get through them and get seen by the hiring managers. So we'll see you right back here next week on the Career Confidant. And until then, I look forward to hearing your questions and answering any questions that you have about your career and moving your career forward. You can always reach me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then.